Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, this is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpit supply, conferences, retreats, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you. Uh, God bless you guys. Hope that you're doing well tonight. Um, <clears throat> we are going to go ahead and continue our study today. Uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, um, and we're going to look in verse number 31 real quick and then work our way through it. We'll see how far we get. I really don't want these things to be longer than about 15 minutes max, so I realize your time is, is precious and I want to keep these short. Uh, but let's go ahead and read the text, and then we will open up in a word of prayer and move forward, okay? Um, it hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Again, ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, Swear not at all. Neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, neither by the earth, for it is God's footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh from evil. So... Let's go ahead and pray real quick, and then we will get into our study. Father God, we do come before you tonight and just ask that you bless our time that we have together today. That, Lord, you'd open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us. Lord, I just pray that uh, the needs that are represented on both sides of this, uh, of this camera, of this microphone, Father, that you would meet them according to your riches and your glory, Lord. For, Lord, we know that you love us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I have been trying to perfect the art of uh, these Facebook Live videos. Um, I have people that love them, and I have people that hate them. <laughs> I tried to go away from the audio recordings, but I found that, uh, you know, just not uh, everyone is on Facebook. So it pretty much eliminated them. Uh, so what I'm doing, what I'm going to try is I'm going to simultaneously uh, do the Facebook Live, but then I'm also going to record the audio broadcast. And so the Facebook Live will be on Facebook, of course, and then I will place the audio file through SoundCloud and I will link all that off of Facebook, but it will give people the option of being able to see the Facebook Live or being able to, to click and toggle over to the SoundCloud and listen to the audio version of the study. And then also it, it links to my face, my, uh, my website, uh, so that you can actually read the notes if you want to follow along uh, with that. Okay. So here we are. Last time we were together, we talked about the issue of adultery. Uh, we talked about, there's only three justifiable reasons for, for adultery. Are not for adultery, but for divorce. And one of those is adultery. Uh, another one of those is death. And another one of those uh, is desertion. So as a result of that, I started another topical study 
um, what does the Bible say about divorce? So I gave the first part of that yesterday, and I'll wrap up the, the rest of that either later, uh, sometime later this week. And all of that is already up and posted. So um, our text for today, I'm going to concentrate on verses 33 uh, through 37. Again, you've heard it been said of old time that thou shalt not forswear thyself. Okay. According to the law, and bear in mind, the Lord is looking back at the Old Testament law. Uh, many would contend, as would I, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are really part of the Old Testament. The New Testament did not begin until the death of the testator, which was Christ. And that's when the new covenant was made. But up until that time, we were under the old the old covenant of law, the Mosaic law. So he's referring to that. And he says, do not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. Okay. And according to the law, they were not to forswear themselves. Now to forswear means to, to, means to swear falsely or to perjure. Um, in Leviticus chapter number 19, verse number 12, and ye shall not swear by my name falsely neither shalt thou profane the name of thy god for i am the lord as a matter of fact james um in james chapter number five verse number 12 says but above all things my brethren swear not neither by heaven neither by the earth neither by any oath but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay lest ye fall into condemnation here he, he goes on in this text here in matthew uh, the Lord himself to say that specifically we're not to swear by heaven. We're not to swear by earth. We're not to swear by Jerusalem. We're not to even swear by our own heads. So let's take a look at those one at a time. Why not swear by heaven? He answers that because it's God's throne. You know, I was raised in the deep South. I often heard people slip up and say things like for heaven's sake. Um, that is swearing by heaven. It is swearing by God's throne. The dictionary says that the expression for heaven's sake is a euphemism that expresses that express that expresses fornication. Oh my God, fornication that it, that expresses frustration. Okay, uh, leave God's heaven out of it. You know you shouldn't. I mean, when you swear, uh, it's an expletive, um, and um, you know when someone. Uh, says for heaven's sake, it's really the it's chicken cussing is what we used to call it in the South. Um, you know the equivalent of saying darn it and shoot and dadgum it and just you know too cowardly to say the real words there. It's a euphemism and it's expressing frustration. Okay, and he says that we're not to do that by heaven because it is God's throne. Well, and then he says, don't swear by the earth. Why? Because it is the Lord is God's footstool. Again, s Southern colloquialism, I used to hear people say my lands or for land's sake. That's swearing by the earth. You know, that's God's footstool. And it's the result of frustration. And he said, don't do that because it doesn't belong to you. Heaven doesn't belong to you. The land doesn't belong to you either. And then he says, don't swear by Jerusalem. Why? Because it's the city of the great king. 
You know, Psalm 48, 1 through 2 says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is in Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the, the great king. If you were raised in church like I was, we sung that song a lot. But don't swear by Jerusalem. Of course, we don't do that a lot here, but the Jews would do it. And uh, he said, don't do it. It doesn't belong to you. It's the city of the great king. And then he goes on. The Lord says, don't even swear by your own head. Why? Because God made it, <laughs> not you. Okay. Psalm 139.15, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in the secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when I was yet there was none of them. Now, if you want a verse against abortion, there you go. Wrap your mind around that one. Um, God says that when we were even hid, we were made in the secret place. We were curiously wrought. Okay, God created us. I often hear people say, as sure as I live. Or sure as I'm breathing, they'll even go on and swear and say, well, I'll be damned or I'll be. Again, that's swearing uh, by something that doesn't belong to you. You were, well, I guess your body, but you didn't make it. You know, God gave it to you. He is your creator. Okay. So the conclusion, the bottom line is that swearing should not be necessary. You shouldn't have to go into swearing. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Your yes be yes and your no be no. No expletives or oaths should be necessary to confirm or strengthen what you say. Be a person of your word. Okay. And if you're a person of your word, you will not have to swear. Okay. I think that's something we can take away from that. And then in verse number eight through verse number 38 through 42, he deals uh, with retribution. And notice he says, ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth. But I say unto ye, to you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at law, then take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn thou not away. Now these verses speak to the, itch, the issue of retribution. You see, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was judicial retribution against harmful action. We find it in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, verse number 21. Uh, chapter 21, verse 24, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. In Deuteronomy 19, 21, your eye shall not pity. Life shall be for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. So the Lord told his disciples here to go beyond just the judicial demands of the law. He told them to give more than what the, the, the law demanded. Now, let me clarify something. It is wrong to think Jesus means evil should never be resisted. That is not what the Lord is saying here. Jesus demonstrated with his own life that evil should and must be resisted. You remember when he walked into the temple and started pitching tables? He was upset over what was happening in the temple. 
It is wrong to think that Jesus means a physical attack cannot be resisted or defended against. When Jesus speaks of a slap on the right cheek, that was culturally understood not as a physical slap on the cheek, but as an insult, a deep insult. Jesus does not mean that if someone hits you across the right side of your head with a baseball bat, that you are allowed them then to hit you on the left side as well. That is not what the Lord is talking about. Okay. And then also, it is wrong to think that Jesus means that there is no place for punishment or retribution in society. Jesus here speaks of personal relationships and not to the proper functions of government in restraining evil. Two different groups, okay? Um, I must turn my cheek when I'm personally insulted, but the government has a responsibility to restrain evil. They have a responsibility to do that. These things are not the same, okay? They're different in what the Lord is trying to say there. And then finally, we'll look in uh, verses 43 and 44. The Lord deals with compassion. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Okay, this was, this was not a command for them or us to become passive doormats to be abused by other people. Okay, instead, it was a command to view their enemies with the same compassion that Jesus had for them. Yes, Jesus loved even his and our enemies so much that he died for them. You remember Jesus said on the cross in Luke 23, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was praying for the very people who drove the nails into his hands and in his feet and put the crown of thorns upon his head and shoved the spear through his side. The same people that mocked him, that beat him, that scourged him, that made him carry his own cross through the streets. The same people that falsely accused him. Okay. Uh, Stephen said in Acts 760, as he is being stoned, he says, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Stephen was following his Lord's example. You know, Romans chapter 12, verse number 14 and 20, it says, bless them that persecute you. Bless and curse not. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. And if he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. We're to do good to our enemies. We're not to, you know, we're, we're not to get involved. We're to have passion. We're not to be, uh, we're not to offer retribution. That's what he's talking about here in these verses. We're to offer compassion to our enemies. Why? Because he offered compassion to us. Um, over in the, um, in the Lord's prayer, notice, notice it says, if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. We need to treat others as Christ treated us. This is what the passage is talking about. And, um, let's see, let's just look at one more verse. Verse number 45. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. 
you know, it's snowing outside right now and here in central Virginia. You know, the just and the unjust have snow in their driveway. And when that turns to rain later on, both the just and the unjust will have rain. And when the sun comes out, both the just and the unjust will have sunshine upon them. Okay. This is to say that he's telling the Jews that by doing good to others, just as he does, the world will know that you are my children. And the same applies to us as Christians. Okay, the same applies to us in Ephesians 4.32. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Even God does good to his enemies. Okay, how much more so should we? And he goes on in verse number 46, and we'll get into this tomorrow. Love your enemies. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do that? So we'll get into that tomorrow. Listen, God bless you guys. I hope that you have a great evening. Remember how much that God loves you, wants the best for you. And I would encourage you, um, share these videos. If you think there's someone that that would be blessed by this, um, share them. You know, Share it uh, off of the Facebook page. Share it off of the the website, share it off of the SoundCloud, you know, whatever. If you feel someone's going to be blessed by it, um, uh, please feel free to do that. Well, God bless you guys. Y'all have a great evening. Good night.